Hey, you're listening to that witchy stuff, and I'm Celeste. Uh, so we are on episode nine now. Um, I'm a little late getting this published, so thank you for your patience on that. Uh, I like to have it set up so that it's scheduled to publish at midnight on Wednesday. Uh, it's just easier that way, and I don't feel like all this massive amount of pressure. Um, but, you know, there was there was drama and stuff this week, so... Uh, here we are. <laughs> um, one day I will have a couple of backup episodes sort of in my pocket so that if there's a situation and I'm not able to do it, we can still get something out there. Also, I was thinking about it and, you know, I don't, I don't edit this stuff and I appreciate that you guys, uh, you know, bear with me on that. Um, but it is really frustrating because I'll start and then have to restart like at least seven or 10 times every time. And maybe this time I can manage to get the words out without um, realizing that I'm going to have to start again. So anyway, um, magical ingredients. As with anything in witchcraft, or at least anything that I've talked about, everything in witchcraft will be very specific to your own journey, your own path, your own spirituality, okay? That is, is to me, is super important to know yourself and to recognize what resonates with you. Because, you know, like I've said before, that's where your power is. If something resonates with you, that's power. So um, we, we can talk about magical ingredients, but, you know, we're really not going to get too specific because, for example, um, rosemary, to me, is protection, it's always been about protection. It's never been anything other than protection to me. Um, but that was something that I felt sort of in, intuited from rosemary. It wasn't something that I looked up and was like, oh, for protection, I can use rosemary. Um, it turns out that rosemary can be used for protection, but that's not the point. You know, the point is, for me, it was about protection before I read it anywhere. And I only just happened to look it up um, on Monday when I was getting ready to, to do this episode, I looked it up. So um, my point is that there will be things to, for you that mean a very specific thing. And you may find that that's not what they're, what it's supposed to mean. You know, maybe rosemary for you is um, calming. Maybe it, you know, invokes a sense of nostalgia from cooking with your, you know, wonderful grandmother or something like that. So even if it's something that is not the official usage of it, if that's how it feels for you, then that's how you should use it. So it's really good to look things up, right? But don't limit yourself to only what, what you're seeing other people say something is supposed to be. 
um, really anything in the in the entire world or outside of the entire world really can be used as a magical ingredient. Everything has an energy and it has, it invokes some sort of feeling in you. So th that means that you can use it and you can use it in the way it feels for you. To me, the way, the reason that you should look something up is more a matter of like, I need a magical ingredient for this thing, this, this feeling I want to invoke. Um, maybe I want to invoke a feeling of elation and I don't, I can't think of anything that, that feels that way to me. So then I, I could look that up. Um, but otherwise, excuse me, otherwise don't pay too much attention to what you're seeing the official definitions or usages or whatever for things are, because if that's not what it feels like to you, then your spell is going to have some different, uh, could potentially have some different um, actions associated with it. So speaking of that, um, why do we use magical ingredients when, when we're doing a spell? You, you do know, I'm sure, that you don't have to have anything to do a spell, to work magic. You don't have to have any ingredients. You don't have to have any tools or a circle or an altar. You don't even have to have like well, well, you certainly don't have to have, you know, some arcane chant that's in some, you know, ancient language or something. Um, you can just do it in your head and send it out there. Like, you know, the, the bird of light that we've been doing, that's magic. That's a magical spell. Like when you put your intentions into that bird and sent it out that's literally magic and we've only been doing it for stuff like hopefully you've only been doing it for things like uh you know sending someone like love and light and healing kind of stuff or trying to put an idea in someone's head to give you a call or something like that um but you can use that for big stuff too for me personally i try to limit my magic to very intentional things with uh, ingredients and, and tools and stuff. And, and that is actually because I, I've done magic accidentally, you know, like even before I was a witch, I am pretty sure that some of the things that I, I got through, some of the hard things that I got through in life were because I was doing like mind magic without knowing that it was a thing. I think we've all done that. I really do. Um, but there was one time that I was, ha I was having a lot of problems with this woman at work. And um, I considered doing a spell to get her fired. I know that sounds really bad, but it was, it was, it was justified. Um, so, but then I thought, you know, that's not how I want to be. That's not how I want to use my magic today. And I'm not going to do that. And then the very next day she was fired. And in a way, you know, I feel kind of bad about it. Like I kind of feel slightly responsible, but she was fired with cause. Um, so 
but see, the thing is this stuff that she'd been doing had been going on a really long time. And it's like, it's not like it was uh, something that wasn't found out. Like it, it was problematic behavior. You know, it wasn't like she was stealing or something, but for years, this stuff had been going on and nothing had happened. And then the very day after I thought about having her fired, she was fired. So maybe, maybe that was completely unrelated to me, or maybe it was related to me. I don't know. So my point is just that I like to keep my magic very uh, action-based when I can, um, so that I don't accidentally do things that I didn't really mean to do. So um, where was I going with that? Oh my gosh. Oh, right. So you don't have to have magical ingredients to do your spells. But um, one, it, uh, for me, feels more um, real if I'm doing something like, you know, you make doing a spell with ingredients and things like that. Or it, maybe it feels more like I have done an action and now it's done and, and I don't need to think about it anymore. Um, so if that's the approach that you're going to take and you're going to use magical ingredients, um, then uh, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought kind of in the middle of that. Anyway, when you use a magical ingredient, wait, let me back up. All right, the magic that you do, it comes from within you. Um, you may tap into the energy of the universe, of the earth, of the elements, or some other thing to enhance the power that you have within yourself. Or you may, um, you may do your magic in a different way, but the main source of the magic is, is you. You are your most important tool. Um, sometimes when we are, you know, like in witchy groups on Facebook or, you know, looking at the witch talk or, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing. People will talk about magical ingredients as if the magic is in that ingredient. Like you add this ingredient to your spell to, to add this kind of magic. And you know, I know a lot of people really do feel that way, and that's perfectly fine. But to me, the the magic is part of me. If the if the ingredients were magical, people would be you know doing accidental magic all over the place. You know, like major shit, not just like oh, I'm gonna do magic to have a good day, but like major stuff, you know, um, and I don't think that that's the case. I think that certain ingredients may hold certain energies that you can tap into, but that the, the actual magic itself, the thing that is affecting change outside of yourself is coming from you. So the way I use a magical ingredient in a spell would be Let's say, all right, um, this past weekend, I just did a spell. It was very spur of the moment. I, I usually try to spend some time thinking about whether or not I should do it, how I should do it, what I could use. 
and then putting it off because I got to set everything up and oh my god it's just so much work and then and then I finally do it and and then I'm glad it's done but I did a spell very spur of the moment and um as I was looking at my jars of stuff and things you know I'm figuring out what I wanted to use I used rosebuds because I wanted the beginning of something I wanted something to begin um I used um what else did I use I used lots of stuff but when I was holding the rosebuds before I put them into the little bowl that I was using you know I focused my energy from within myself like you know that whole light thing that we did where we bring the light down to your palm and and you push the light out of your palm and it turns into the bird and blah 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 um but instead of doing the bird and all that I pushed the energy into the rosebuds of what they should represent you know the beginning of something and then as I combined other ingredients you know I would do the same thing with them for whatever they should represent and then once I had all of my ingredients together, like um, I also used um, pink Himalayan salt for for purification and black salt to make sure that no part of my spell was going to include or cause a negative, uh, an unintended negative thing. Um, so as I'm putting each thing together, I'm focusing my energy into that item. And then as I'm mixing everything together, then I'm focusing my energy into it as the entirety of the spell. You know, like if the rosebuds are for, for, for a beginning of something and the pink salt was for um, purification and the black salt is to, you know, protect from negativity, then in the end, it was... I was focusing my energy as this is the thing that's going to happen, which I'm not going to tell y'all what that was. Um, <laughs> that's personal. Um, also, you really shouldn't tell people about what spell you did. I'll, I'll get to that at the end of everything. I'll try to anyway. Um, so what I'm saying is the magic is coming from you. The energy is coming out of you and into that ingredient. And then, uh, you're setting the intention of that ingredient. Like you're saying, this is its purpose. Uh, you also can use things in, in like magical ingredients. It's not just like herbs and, and flowers and you know organic stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> you may use uh, crystals. Crystals are magical ingredients. If you are um, if you are into like a um, maybe you want to do something where you're going to enhance your psychic abilities or something. You might use like amethyst, I think, for the psychic uh, support that it may have, psychic enhancement. You know, I love crystals. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a jewelry maker. I'm a crystal cutter person. But I don't really get into the metaphysical part of crystals very much. It just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't resonate for me. Um, so, you know, I, I can't really speak a whole lot to what each uh, crystal is supposed to, to mean. But, you know, my point is you can 
um, use a crystal in your in your spell as a magical ingredient. Um, and maybe it's not something that you're mixing the amethyst into something. It may be just that the amethyst is sitting there with you. Um, ingredients doesn't necessarily mean the things you mix up. It's just all the stuff that you're using in your spell. You know, um, there's not a tool. Um, so another thing that you may use that is not um, something like organic, uh, you may use runes or sigils, or you may use the written word. Um, oh, you may use the spoken word too, by the way. Uh, I guess that's the whole chanting part of it, or, you know, like the incantation, if you will. Um, that is a magical ingredient. You don't have to use it again for the record. But if you do, um, that's an ingredient. It's part of everything that you're combining that creates change. Um, so runes, uh, I think there's more than, I mean, there's a couple of types of runes as far as I know. Um, surely there must be. I know there's Celtic and Nordic, right? I don't think I'm making that up. But uh, they each symbol of a rune will have a specific meaning. Um, there are sigils. So a sigil is like um, some sort of symbol that invokes a specific feeling or, um, or set of feelings that you've uh, charged it with. Your sigils are usually charged. Um, and we can do an episode about that. That would be a pretty cool one, actually. Um, and then the other one is written words. You know, you may see things like, uh, oh, you can, if you um, want to do a spell that involves a specific person, you might write a person's name on a candle, like um, scratch it into it. Uh, or you may put a specific word on a candle that's not a person's name because you want to, um, you want to use the element of fire to activate that word. Um, or you may, uh, you may write something down on a piece of paper and in your spell, uh, you may burn it or you may, um, oh, you may, maybe you wrote it on rice paper and you put it into a river for it to be washed away from you. Um, we also talked in one of the episodes, we talked about um, writing something on paper and putting it, folding it into like a paper airplane and, and flying it away from you. I'm pretty sure that's to bring something to you. I still get confused about it every time. But anyway, the, what, my, what I'm trying to get at is these are all um, magical ingredients using words. Um, so uh, I think that brings me to the next, the next thing I wanted to say. Um, how do you know what magical ingredient to use? I mean, short of looking it up, you know, like um, if you wanted to look up magical ingredient for protection, you may wind up just seeing a list of like organic things. Um, so it's good to know what, um, what correspondences are. Um, a correspondence, when we're talking about magic, 
is something it corresponds to the other thing, right? It's not correspondence like uh, communication. Um, so for example, um, oh gosh, I just completely went blank on something. I have a book here in front of me that I'm gonna look at. Um, okay, elder, uh, like elderberry, the plant. Um, elder is uh, feminine. Um, its planet is Venus. Its element is water. Its deities are Holda and Venus. And then this book goes on to list some other like uses and like ritual uses and magical uses. And I will tell you about this book before we before we stop for today. Um, so the the feminine and Venus and water and the deities, these are correspondences. It's something that if I want to, let's see, what is uh, elder used for? Um, exorcism, protection, healing, prosperity, and sleep. These are so random, right? Like, it's, I'm not gonna fall off on a tangent right now. So elderberry, according, or the plant elder is, uh, according to this book is, is correspondences would be feminine and Venus and water. And then the deities it works with would be Holda and Venus. Um, so if I was gonna do something for protection and I was gonna use this um, elder plant, I may also do things that correspond to the plant, uh, to the planet Venus. Um, oh gosh, it's so complex. For the record, the planets, uh, when we talk about magic, are not the current planets that we have now. They're the planets like from Galileo's time and stuff like that. Um, and there's an official word for it. I'd have to look it up, have it written down somewhere. But um, certain uh, certain attributes are, are ascribed to each planet and certain um, herbs and crystals and things like that work with specific ones. So you could look and see what type of things um, works with Venus. Um, you might look and see what types of things have a feminine energy, like um, for example, a wand. A wand is feminine and athame is masculine. So um, something else that's feminine is water the element water. So you can, oh yeah, that's literally on there. <laughs> I'm not that smart. Um, you can use multiple things that will have the same sort of, a the same sort of correspondences. The reason that you want, that you could do that, that you may want to do that. Um, oh, I found one. I'm still looking in the book. Um, uh, Larkspur is also feminine. Uh, its planet is also Venus, and it is also um, with the element water. Um, so that is like a real strong correspondence, right? Uh, other things may not be as strong, but the reason that you want to, that you may want to bring in correspondences is because it helps to strengthen your, your magic. Like you're you're, you're not just saying, 
um, here's what I want. You're kind of doubling down on it, like amplifying what you're doing. Um, you want, when you are picking your ingredients, you want to think about like what are the correspondences for the thing that you want, like for the, the end result of the spell. And you want to choose ingredients and correspondences that go along with that. You know, like if, let's just say, um, let's say I wanted to do like a protection spell. Well, maybe I shouldn't add things like, you know, urine to, to my protection spell. You know, witches use pee a lot, right? Um, <laughs> which is like pee. I don't, I don't get it, but it is what it is. Um, you know, and as I'm saying this, I actually can think of a lot of reasons I might use pee in a protection spell. Um, okay, let's say you're gonna, you're gonna curse someone. Maybe you wouldn't add honey and rose petals to that spell. I'm not suggesting that you should curse someone. I'm just saying the ingredients you use should match up in some way to the end result. Um, so, uh, yeah, like begets like, if I have, um, something on this end of the magic that is, um, of this type of energy, it will attract that type of energy to it. Sort of like, um, magnets. If you put two magnets on a table and you keep bumping them closer and closer together, at first, nothing is, is going to happen. Eventually you'll keep bumping it and it'll go further than, than it should have. Right. And, and then eventually you're going to bump it and the magnets are going to come together all the way. Well, if you have a very, you know, just like a normal magnet on your end of the, of the spell, and there's just a normal magnet on the other end of the, of the spell, the end result, it's going to take a lot more for them to come together and maybe they won't if you have a really big super magnet on your end of the spell it's going to be a whole lot easier for that thing at the end result to to be drawn to you um so yeah uh, oh another kind of correspondence is um uh, colors. Lots of things have colors. Like uh, amethyst is, is purple, and purple tends to go along with things that are related to psychic abilities. Um, or water is blue. You know, the um, elder plant that we were talking about. Um, maybe I bring in lots of blue things into the spell, just to reinforce that water aspect of it. Um, numbers are also correspondences. I can't tell you what any of those would be. I'm only very mildly into numerology, very, very mildly. So I can't tell you what any of those things would be, but the information is out there. <clears throat> or you could intuit it, and that may be the more appropriate um, thing to do anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, using correspondences with your ingredients will help to amplify what you're doing. Um, also, I don't think I actually said it last week. 
when we were talking about casting a circle or was that the week before? I don't remember. Um, but it, the reason that, uh, what am I trying to say? So some people cast a circle for protection, um, stuff like that, but your circle also amplifies your, your magic. I don't know if you knew that. Um, it can like magnify it or it can hold it all in until you um, open the circle and release it and like activate it, you know? Um, so yeah. Uh, what else was I gonna talk about? Um, I guess maybe that's about it. Oh, there was something I said, I would try to talk about it at the end of the episode. Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't remember what it was. <sighs> oh, if only I could multitask better. I could write notes to myself while I'm talking. But I can't do that. I'll probably remember it as soon as I stop recording because that's just how I am. Um, next week, we can talk about intentions and wording, like how to develop what your intention is and uh, some things to look out for when you're when you're working out your wording and things like that. Um, you don't need to have like you know an incantation in some arcane language, but it's good to have at least a, a, a sentence or phrase of what you're working. Um, it helps to focus, which is what I should be doing and finishing this up. Um. For this week, uh, you know, we've been doing that bird of light exercise thing. Um, and we've been putting an intention into the bird and releasing it. So it would be good this week if you um, see if you can add some magical ingredients to what you're doing, you know get into your like trance-like state light trance get into your light trance-like state um cast your circle pull that energy into yourself and then um push it out into the palm of your hand into the shape of a bird that you then send out um but this time have some sort of magical ingredients with you. Uh, think about what you want your intention to be. Remember, we don't wanna do big things with this. We just wanna do little things, you know, nudging someone to give you a call or sending someone love and light and healing when they're struggling or, you know, something like that. Um, when you, but when you do that, uh, this time, do it with some magical ingredients and see if you have any difference in, in what you're doing, you know, and how that plays out. Um, I, I would, I would say you probably shouldn't do the same intention every time, especially now that we've, we're moving along to, um, kind of more, uh, advanced type stuff. It's not really just 
the idea of things anymore. Like now we're adding tools and ingredients and circles and things like that. And it's, you're, you're getting into real spell casting now. Um, but keep it, uh, keep it pretty light until, until we get through these next couple of um, episodes. And I would really love to hear if uh, you're having, receiving, if you, if you feel like you're getting any results from this uh, bird thing that you're doing, um, it would be really cool to know. Yeah. And you could tell me, you can tell me on Twitter. Um, I'm at uh, uh, stuff underscore witchy. Um, I was just thinking about, we only have three more episodes in this season. Um, intentions, intentions and wording, and then uh, beginning and ending a spell and um, an introduction to spellcasting where we sort of uh, pull it all together. I'm not even entirely sure we'll need to do that episode. I don't know, we'll see. But I also did remember what it was I was gonna tell you and I have not stopped recording yet. The book that I was talking about is um, Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Um, it's by Scott Cunningham. It's um, you know fairly inexpensive on Amazon. Actually, it's kind of not. It's like twenty dollars. Wow, it's kind of expensive for a book, in my opinion. But whatever. Um, it is a really good book. It's uh, close to three hundred pages, I think, and it has all kinds of um, herbs and plants and things like that in it. I mean, stuff I've never heard of, uh, stuff that was very surprising. Like I just saw, um, avocado, never thought about using avocados in a spell, but I guess it makes sense. Um, and lots and lots of things that I never heard of. And then a lot of things that I kind of just thought was just like a weed. Um, like a, uh, uh, dandelion that's that's the word dandelions are in here lettuce lettuce is in here did you know you can use lettuce for spells I think it was about um money prosperity oh here we go um oh chastity protection love divination and sleep that's what you use lettuce for um you'll notice as you're looking at things that magical ingredients like herbs or, or crystals, all these things that are sort of set standard magical ingredients, um, they will cover a broad range of um, purposes of like uses, like this does that, this use this to do that. Um, they usually tend to cover a broad range of things. Um, I think that it's because, you know, you don't, like I was saying at the beginning, it's a lot more about how it feels to you. What sort of feeling does it invoke in you? Because that's what you want to focus on. So, you know, I don't know, sometimes it just bothers me seeing how like there's so much stuff that's for love or for psychic powers or for protection, you know, like these are just sort of, they almost feel like buzzwords, but um, really the purpose of having a book like this is in case you don't know um, something that you can use something for. Uh, like if you don't know what kind of ingredient to add to what you want. I think there are probably books out there too about um, 
things like uh, correspondences or, you know, magical properties of the original planets, whatever they were. Um, that would be kind of kind of fun to look at. I don't know, but yeah, I think that's it for today. We're about five minutes over. Um, yeah, um, I'm gonna stop saying um now. So to leave you with a parting thought. Sometimes things fucking suck and they're really hard and you just don't know how you're gonna make it through it. But if you just keep living, you will make it through it. And things really do get better. I know it's cliche. I know it's tried. I know it kind of pisses people off, but honestly, things do get, things do get better. And sometimes things are outside of your control. You can't change those things. All you can do is change how you react to them. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will sign off and um, go enjoy my evening. Hope you all have a great night. And I'll talk to you later on.